This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. It's a wonderful time of the year. And uh, I'm, I'm just thinking of my, uh, my life just growing up from, from uh, you know, every, 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 every Christmas season was always special. You know, so you have the, the trees and the, and the nice lights and the decorations and the gifts and your family, beautiful time together. And you have the sun and the beach and it really is a special time. And so you have Christmas and you have Christmas and you have Christmas. And then so often that we have Christmas, but we miss Christ. <laughs> now so often we, um, we wouldn't even have Christmas if it wasn't for Christ. You can't say the word. It's actually Christ miss I mean and uh, I'm thinking just of myself growing up um, I sang the carols I uh, we, you know as all of us we part as part of our culture you know Christmas is part of the culture and we go through, in a sense go through the motions I mean goodness I was even part of a, 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 a school play I was a little lamb man I was I was deep in the part of it all and, and yet it's amazing how we miss the one that it's about. It's like, it's like we have blinders on. It's like we, we're blind to, to, to the greatness and the glory and the beauty of God. I mean, I was a little lamb, but I, I didn't see the lamb of God who was slain for the sins of the world. Until the age of 18, I committed my life to Christ. And then my eyes opened up. I'm like, oh my soul, I've... Missed this the previous how many years of my life? I didn't see it, and that's so often that happens to us. We sort of we go through life and we and we enjoy every the season, and but we miss the core, we miss the essence. You know, sometimes we go through life, but we miss the one who is life. We miss the one who is life. And I'm sure most of you heard of Kanye West, married to Kim Kardashian. Famous people. He's a rapper, famous rapper in the United States. He's wealthy. He's famous. He has everything until about a year or two ago. You know, his wheels came off and he just realized that there must be more. And so this one guy um, interviews him on an airplane. And he asks him, so he said, a lot of guys are asking this question. So, um, so Kanye... Now that you've turned to, to Christ, and, and he's really stirring people up. He's very bold. <laughs> Even as he was very bold for darkness before, now he's bold for Jesus now. And, and so he, this guy asked him, um, I think it's James Corden asked him, and said, hey, so people are wanting to know, is this just a season? Is this just something you're going through? You know, is this going to change again? So, so what, what, what do you say to people? People that asked that question, and then he answered, and he said, well, I'll sum it up like this. I was asleep, and now I'm awake. And I love that answer. And then for so many of us, you know, we've gone through the seasons that you have Christmas, and it's part of our culture, and you have the trees and the carols and all these things, but it's almost like we're asleep to the reality of the one that's behind it all. The one, every Christmas tree represents a cross where Jesus died for us. 
and gave his life for us. You know, so this morning, I want to, if this be a win for me, if you can just stand in awe again of how amazing our God is. I'm trusting you're going to get a fresh glimpse of the beauty of our wonderful God. You know, so people have different responses when it comes to Christmas. Some are like, you know, old wives' tale, fairy tale, little baby, in the, you know, the shepherds and the angels and all of that. Old wives' tale, man. So it's just a made-up story, you know, and that's how many people go through it. You know, it's just a, a nice idea, and, uh, and to, but it's not real. You know, it's not real, it's not scientific, it's not the real deal. And then there are others who have woken up and they've encountered the living God and they're like, I love you, Jesus. I love you, I'm so thankful for who you are, for what you've done for me. It's a, it's, but it's such a massive shift of difference between the one group and the other group. And sometimes we wake up and then over time we fall asleep again. <laughs> we forget we forget how wonderful our God is. And so the scriptures 6 and 1 Timothy 4, it, it, it actually says, don't have anything to do with, with fairy tales. In other words, it says, 1 Timothy 4 says, it says, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. And as Paul is speaking to Timothy, he said, hey, don't go after made up stories, because this is the real deal. This that's in the scriptures, this, this story, this which is the story of the living God, which is history, but it's actually His story. It's the real deal. It's the real deal. It says, rather train yourself to be godly. So Paul is saying, guys, hold on to the truth, man. Don't just, don't believe fairy tales, because this is not a fairy tale. And then beautifully in Luke 1, it, it continues. I'm gonna, just setting up the stage when I get to, when I speak about Mary today, the mother of Jesus and, and her faith and trust in God. But, but building up to later in Luke chapter 1, at the start, this is Luke, a physician, a doctor, and he wrote this introduction to reveal to a high-level, probably Roman, important person, he wanted to reveal to them, this is real. And he says there, many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us. Real things that have been fulfilled, many have written it down, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses. Come on, say eyewitnesses. Eyewitnesses. Real people who saw it. These events. It says we're eyewitnesses and servants of the word. I love that. Servants of the word. It's like they are, they, they, the word of Christ has impacted them, transformed them, moved them so that they would go out and tell the whole world, guys, this is real. This is the truth. And then it says, therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything. In other words, he's gone, but Luke, the physician, who was a brilliant historian, went around and he interviewed people, these eyewitnesses, and he asked them, is it so, Mary? Did it really happen? Said, yes, it happened. Carefully investigated everything from the beginning. It seemed good also to me to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. 
You know, when you're in the sleep mode, you're like, you sort of just ignore all these stories and it really feels like a fairy tale. It really doesn't seem to be real. And, and what relevance does it have for us today? You know, these things, these stories. Now, I sum it up like this. It is history, but it is his story. And it's his story that he's still writing because he wants to invite you into his story. It was never meant just to be a historical account. It's always been an invitation for you and me to step into his story. And I believe that's what God wants to share with us today. We're standing at the end of a decade, the closing of a decade, and the starting of a new one. What could this next decade hold? What could this next year hold for you and me? What awesome things could God be doing? And could he be inviting us into? And come on, dream for a moment with me of what this coming year could be, of what could be in this coming year. You see, the world loves, longs for faith based on fact, on truth. And Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the truth. Okay, so look at this. Luke chapter 1, 26. We're getting into the story, the account of Mary. And it says, they now the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. I just love a story. A few years ago, I shared about this as well. I, I, I love to, to look at what must she have experienced. A 16-year-old girl. And suddenly, an angel walks into the room and says, Mary, I have a surprise for you. So I want to show you this, uh, this video by Pentatonics about Mary, did you know? And I want you to, to listen to the words of, as they ask this question, Mary, did you know? Did you have any idea who this baby would be? Okay, cool. So let's... Uh, Let's play. Keep 
Gorgeous. That is so inspirational and so powerful because it sort of paints this, this uh, picture for us of, of imagining what Mary might, might have experienced. And I think in the way that that angel walked into Mary's life, into that room when she was, she was a nobody, a 16-year-old nobody, and suddenly an angel walks into her room and says to her, hey, I believe in the same way God wants to walk into our lives, He wants to walk into our homes, He wants to walk and and say, hey, God wants to invade our lives. He wants us to wake up. Some of us are asleep. It's like, oh, whatever, this little story. No, it's the creator of heaven and earth. And He's wanting to speak to us. It's like, Mary, did you know the extent, the impact this little baby would make? The one, the, the one you delivered. The one you delivered will become your deliverer. I love that. It's so beautiful. And, and, and the interesting thing is, Nazareth, there's this account, there's this place where Jesus came from, where, where Mary came from. It was called the land of Kabul. This land of, that was called good for nothing. It was, it was Hiram, king of Tyre, was given 20 cities of Galilee by King Solomon. And Hiram was not impressed. And he said, what kind of cities are these which you have given me, my brother? And he called them the land of Kabul, good for nothing as they are to this day. And I believe in the same way God is loving, He loves to walk into lives of nobodies. He loves to walk into places where it seems to be like a nowhere place. Often when people ask me, um, like we're in Cape Town or somewhere, and the guys say, hey, how's it going in PE? No, I'm in East London, man. <laughs> there, there's a place called East London. And I think sometimes East London is a bit of a nowhere place. But I think sometimes God loves to choose a a nowhere place and a nowhere people to do something beautiful. To do something wondrous. And so often you and I, we battle with thoughts of insecurity. Thoughts of that we're not worthy, we're not good enough, we're not, we don't qualify. Well, how does a 16 year old qualify? (laughs) They just qualify because God chose them. And I believe in the same way God wants to come and wants to step into your life and into your home. And He wants to step into 2020 and we have about a week before we hit 2020. So what if you and I start dreaming about 2020? In this next week we start praying and say, God, what are you planning? What are your angels doing in 2020, Lord? What are you planning to do in us? 
Because God, we want to partner with you. What, what changes everything is when God moves and we move with him. Like Mary did. Let's look at the rest of this, this story. It says in verse 28, And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. I believe God wants to speak that over every one of you. Highly favored are you this day because of Jesus. Highly favored are you this day because of all that Jesus has done. And God wants to break into this world again and He wants to do it with you. He wants to. Let's believe, let's trust, says rejoice highly favored and the Lord is with you. And then in another verse it says, and she was greatly troubled, which I can't imagine. Angel walk into your, into your room and what is this? And she was troubled. And yes, sometimes when we, are, when we say yes to Jesus, when he calls us and he says, hey, I've chosen you. I want to do all these awesome things through your life. I want to touch lives through you. And he calls us. There's sometimes some trouble with that. You know, like when, when, when I turned to Jesus as an 18-year-old, my parents were not impressed. Especially when I stopped studying and I left my engineering and my parents were not impressed. So I was, every time I talked to them about Jesus, I would just get these blank stares. And I can hear them thinking, I just wish he would go to the bar again and get drunk. <laughs> I like that, that hymn. But I don't know what to do with this hymn, who's a little bit over the top. And I was, and I'm still, praise Jesus. <laughs> but there's something that happens when God invades your world. You cannot be the same again. When you, when you awake from your sleep. And so Mary was troubled. And yes, they are. It's challenging. And I know sometimes, you know, we, you know I, I was there. I remember I was in primary school. And, 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 uh, and there was this other couple that came and visited us. My parents were divorced. It was messy. And, and the other couple came to visit the house every now and again. And all I thought was like, man, they were weird. Now looking back, I realized they were Christians. <laughs> But there was something inside, like, they weird. It's like, it's a whispering voice, they're weird, they're weird, they're weird, stay away, stay away. <laughs> no, they're the lights. And so I know sometimes, you know, when, 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 you know, sometimes when we try to share with somebody about Jesus, and they're just not there yet, you know, they're still blind, the blinders are on, and the, the ears are deaf, they're just not interested and it's, it's, it's challenging, you know, and I, I know sometimes, I know my family talks about me sometimes. <laughs> and, and sometimes they do, they whisper, oh, it's really weird. Those people, those Christians. But what I do know is that this is the truth. Jesus is the truth. And there will come a day where everybody will know it. Every soul on the face of this planet will realize there is the one, Jesus Christ. And we're hoping it will be in this life and not the next, but there will come a moment where the king of the universe will reveal himself. And yes, I know it's weird at this time. Why doesn't he reveal himself? Why doesn't he just appear and like, hey, here I am? Because he's looking for faith. He's looking for you and me to, even though we don't see, we see with the eyes of our hearts. And I believe God is inviting you and me. He's, he's saying, hey, 
Come, become part of the story. Come and trust in me, even though you can't see me. Let your heart draw you near. Let your heart move you. And I believe that's what happened to Mary. She was like, this is just weird. But something on the inside says to me, this is real and this is God. God tends to do weird. If it's really weird, it's probably God. (laughs) Go read the Bible. It is so true. God likes to just go outside the box just to freak us out. Because it takes humility to come. Say, okay, God, I don't understand, but I'm going to trust you. And I want to invite us into that. And so verse 30, it says, And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And I believe the Lord wants to speak that over each and every one of us for 2020. Maybe you're a little bit afraid about what's coming this next year. Maybe you you don't know where work's going to come from. You don't know how things are going to pan out. I want to speak this over you, what the angel said. Do not be afraid. Because you found favor with God. The moment you turn to Jesus, the moment you turn to Christ, you have found favor with God. Come on, let's say it. I have found favor. Not because of your works. Not because of a perfect life or a not so perfect life. You have found favor when you put your trust in Jesus. As Kanye West did. And he's making a bold stand for Jesus. And he shares how he was down and out in hospital, not knowing which way to go. Has all the money, all the fame, is everything you could dream of, and yet he had nothing until he found Jesus. So I believe God is inviting us to step into that. Mary, did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Did you know? It says also verse 31, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus, the, the Savior. You see, you and God are a majority. And he's, he's like looking for people he can partner with in this new year. He's looking to pe- for people he can partner with. He's like, God is looking. He's like, angels, find me someone that I can partner with. Find me even a 16-year-old. They're teenagers, young people. God is looking. He's looking. He's looking for someone who would respond like Mary and say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You see, God made Mary pregnant with Jesus, but God wants to make you and me pregnant with the purposes of God. That that, that passion on the inside will just over, overflow, overwhelm us. Are you pregnant with the purposes of God? Carrying the baby, carrying it, bringing it before God. I know, guys, this is a little bit weird for you. Pregnant. Pastor said I must be Pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something so beautiful as happened with Mary when the Holy Spirit came upon her and she and the purposes of God was birthed into her, conceived into her womb, and the world was changed. And I believe in the same time, this time, this Christmas, God is looking to birth his purposes in us, in you. Maybe 2019 was a, a bit of a dud. A bit of a fade. Didn't see much of God. I tell you, it can change in a moment when you turn, when you trust, when you choose to believe. You see, this changes everything. When God moves and He finds someone that moves with Him, this changes everything when we see Jesus for who He is. Not just as a little baby, 
but as the King of glory. And He will come and save. And in verse 32 it says, the angel now proclaiming who Jesus is. And he says, He will be great. And He will be called the Son of the Most High. He will be great. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. And his kingdom will never end. There will be no end to his kingdom. Mary, did you have any idea who this baby is? Did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? The sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. You see, there have been great men across the ages. There's been great men. You know, there are conquerors who have been great. But who conquers hearts with his irresistible love? Who conquers hearts with irresistible love? There have been great deliverers, yet, yet who delivers us from all evil? Jesus. There have been great liberators, but yet who liberates us in soul and in spirit and in body for all of eternity? Jesus. Saviors are great, yet, yet who washes us clean from all our stuff, all our sins, and makes us spotless and blameless again? Who does that? Who can compare to this? You see, this changes everything. One word, Jesus. The great I am, the greatest deliverer, the greatest liberator, the greatest savior the world has ever seen. But are we asleep or have we woken up to this reality? Are we living in that space of that awe of God? Wow! I want to give my life to you. I want to follow you. I want to, I want to serve you. I want to bring glory to your name. Jesus, pick me. <laughs> Because he's looking, he's looking, he's looking for someone. So how would we respond? Well, we see how this 16-year-old responds. A surrendered life. And she says in verse 34, she's like, how, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. He's like, um, my mom shared with me a few weeks ago how this thing works. And uh, this is not how it works. <laughs> But so the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Verse 37, it says, for no word from God will ever fail. And then this is her response. This changes everything. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel Left. What an incredible response. I'm the Lord's servant. So looking at 2020, as we're going to be looking forward, as God is writing his story and he's inviting you and me into his story, as God is looking for people that he can partner with, imagine for a moment the Holy Spirit comes upon you in power in 2020. A little bit different like Mary. No, not, not Jesus in the womb, but... God's purpose is birthed within you. Imagine, imagine that. Or, or what if God's word is released you? What if you wake up one morning and there's an angel walking into your room and says, hey, man, I want to impact this. I want to impact East London. I want to impact South Africa. I want to do something beautiful. 
Are you ready? Will we move with Him? Will we become the surrendered servant? And I'm like praying, Jesus, I want to be this. I want to be, the, I want to be, I want to be this, God. I want to be the one you're looking for to partner with you. Will you be? And so Mary risked losing Joseph, losing her family, losing her reputation, and her story about being made pregnant by the Holy Spirit risked her being considered crazy as well. Still Mary said, despite the risk, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be. God, have your way, even though it's out of the box, a little bit weird. Uh, we haven't seen this before, Lord. <laughs> but I'm in. And I believe today there's an invitation for every one of us. I want to stir this on the inside of you. To dream again, to hope again, to believe again. A 16-year-old have, just, have, have, she just didn't know enough to not believe. <laughs> she, life hasn't happened to the 16-year-old yet. So she's like, yes, let's do it. And maybe some of us have been through life and gone through everything and you've had your disappointments and you've gone through how many Christmases already? 40 plus, 50 plus, I don't know. And you're like, well, I haven't seen you, Lord. What about this, this day, this Christmas to start believing again? This day to hope again. This day to, to trust in God again. To say, Lord, well, if you're looking for somebody to do something beautiful, to touch somebody's life, that's me. Amen. Come on, let's say, that's me. Because that's what he's looking for. And sometimes it's just touching one life makes the difference. You see, you can't come to know the greatness of God and not do something great yourself. You can't come to know the greatness of God and not position yourself in a place where God can do something beautiful through you. Let it be stirred in you. The spectators didn't get it. But Mary, Mary didn't just say, hey, it's nice. That's cool. Nice story. She says, no, let it be to me according to your word. Come on, let's say, let it be to me according to your word. This time of year, I believe there's special grace for a new beginning. For a new start. What about you having a new start? A new beginning. I believe that's what God wants to pour into you. Highly favored of the Lord are you. Forget all the negatives of this year. Hold on to the good. And say, Lord, there's something beautiful coming in the new Amen. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.